show we continue on this portion of the program is brought to you by our friends at bud light they are the official beer sponsor of the bill michael sports talk network bud light great people bud light by the way back again this year as the premier title sponsor to the motorcycle ride which is coming up benefiting fisher house wisconsin on labor day weekend we will have more details registration and such out about that Coming up in about a month, but uh, but we're we're excited again this year um, to be presenting the the motorcycle ride and which has grown exponentially over the years. Holy mackerel! We had uh, over seven hundred bikes uh, this past year, and it it was enormous. And we can't say thanks enough to Bud Light, Bud Light uh, Gro- Growth Law Firm, which was a big part of it this year as well. MKE Brewing, as always, Wisconsin Harley Davidson. So good people, and we're continuing to grow it. So. We got uh, some more coming on that. In the meantime, you've got all the discussion. Big article. Big article. Russell Wilson, where's he going to go? Kirk Cousins, where could he end up somewhere else? Kyler Murray. And then there's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the top of the mountain tipping point to which all others then proceed to trickle down from. There's Deshaun Watson. What happens with Jimmy Garoppolo? Is Carson Wentz done? Derek Carr? Baker Mayfield? Do the Cardinals dump Kyler Murray and his petulance? I mean, there, there's so much out there. Here's the one thing that really bothers me in this. Now, you tell me if I'm wrong, okay? I, 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 want, I want you to listen to this, and then you tell me if I'm wrong, okay? Uh, the four-letter network, ESPN, writes up this big story, and it's a discussion between uh, Dan Graziano uh, and Rob Domofsky, who covers the, the, the Packers and company. It basically says, you know, I feel like it, it doesn't matter because the way the Packers had reworked Rodgers' deal, yes, the Packers own his rights, but ultimately if Rodgers doesn't want to be around and doesn't want to rework his deal, then there's nothing the Packers can do. They have to get rid of him, okay, um, because there's no way. No way. And, and I, 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 anyway, let me, uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Hang on a second. So Rob Domofsky says the Packers can't make it any clearer that they want Rodgers back. In fact, you might say that they've even gone overboard with the Super Bowl morning sourced reports saying that the Packers are ready to go, quote, all in to keep Rodgers. You wonder if it's overkill, he says, and, quote, we'll tick Rodgers off. We have gotten to the point now. I'm going to pause for a minute. We have gotten to the point now where we are so worried about feelings. I get it. They're players. They're human beings. Correct. Aaron Rodgers wants to feel wanted. He wants to be respected. He wants to be heard. Understood. But are we saying that if the Packers say, yeah, we're ready to go all in, you know, and it's made, it could have been a casual statement to a reporter, a sourced person, okay? Yeah, you know what? Hey, we're looking to go all in. We want to make sure that we keep this thing on the track, whatever. And then the quote is taken out that the Packers are ready to go all in. Okay, are we worried that that will make Aaron Rodgers mad? 
that his feelings, his sensitivity level might be so heightened. And I'm not making fun of Rob Domofsky because he's, he's completely right. But this is the perception out there that that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That we have to worry. Football used to be the sport of men and honor and blood, guts, and glory. When did we get to this? Seriously? That's where we're at? It goes on and on. It says because Aaron Rodgers is in a good place with the organization based on his comments after winning the MVP. Okay, I would agree with that. But the Packers are taking the stance that they're not going to be the bad guys this time around, like many viewed them last time when Brett Favre briefly retired and then, you know, when he tried to come back. And we all knew what was going on then. Here's the difference. And and people want to compare that, and I understand it because there is a similarity there. Rodgers was the man. We knew it. Favre was wavering on whether or not he even wanted to play. In the meantime, Aaron Rodgers, who should have been the number one overall over Alex Smith, was rebuffed and fell into the laps of the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, for all intents and purposes, was supposed to be a second rounder or third rounder, depending on which board he was on, who they traded up to get. And accelerated the process for Aaron Rodgers, which pissed him off. Okay, I get it. Part of it is, go out and prove yourself. You're the best damn quarterback in the league. Everybody says you're the best quarterback to ever be under center, technically. You're the best passer of the football. So why are you worried about that? The organization screwed up. Let them, let, let them, let them have egg on their face. Go out and be a man. And then... And I was listening to Sam Acha. Sam Acha was fantastic on our program last week, by the way, when we had him on Radio Row. But I'm listening to Sam Acha this morning, and he said, look, if you're a legacy player, you take less money. If you've never been paid, you go get paid. Devontae Adams needs to get paid. This is not about Devontae Adams' legacy anymore. This is about Devontae Adams being secure the rest of his life, his family, his family's family, grandkids, great-grandkids, great-great-grandkids, on and on and on. This is about him setting up that family for the rest of his life. He hasn't done that yet. This is his big deal. Get your bread. I get it. I understand it. I may not like it because I'd like to see him stay in Green Bay, but if he can, he can't. So be it. Okay? Rogers, you made your bread. This is about legacy. A lot of times, legacy and bread don't go hand in hand. Not in the NFL, they don't. And you have to realize it. We keep saying he's the smartest guy in the room. He's got the most brains. He's the smartest guy. He could be a GM. He knows he knows talent. He knows personnel. Take a listen to this guy. He knows what he wants. Okay? Then why is it when it comes to money and needing to be the highest paid or the team wanting to make him the highest paid, why can't somebody look around the room when Rodgers is on one side and the Packers are on the other and go, hey, you guys – are you a collaborative group of dumbasses? Do you understand that you cannot have him making that much money and think that you're going to be able to put pieces around him to win a championship? If this is about the Lombardi Trophy and coming back to Green Bay, damn it, step up to the table, be a man, understand the situation, and put pen to paper. Otherwise, you're a bunch of morons. That's what it is. That's that's all it is. 
This whole thing about feelings and likability and I love my coach and I'm in a great place and it's zen and I don't want to be there for this particular workout. I want to be my own man and I want to go and this shut up. My God. Either play or don't, win a championship or don't. Either you're you're in it to win a championship or just blow it up. I want to see Rodgers come back. I think he gives them the best chance to win. But all this stuff about all this touchy-feely and money and this and that, it's nauseating. You know, if I want to get this sick, I'll go watch the MLB negotiations with the Players Association. Right? Oh, they have a Man, meeting at noon. am I wrong here? Yeah, they're meeting today at noon. I think they're going to Starbucks. They're going to argue about who's going to end up owing for the biscotti. And then they're going to walk out of the meeting. Hopefully they get things done. Am I wrong here? Am I seeing something different here that I shouldn't? Or am I just being too too gruff and grumbly when it comes to this stuff? I'm with you. I I don't read as much into that comment by Rob. I think when it comes to those Super Bowl reports, it was the second thing Rob said in that paragraph. The Packers don't want to be the bad guy here. No. They want to no, make I it seem that. that if Rodgers goes, they still tried, and it wasn't like even last offseason when all that stuff was going on. Yeah, I, I, and I'll tell you this, and I have been a, a fan of Rodgers since the day I met him, okay? I think he has changed as a person. That's okay. As a player, I still respect him a whole lot. But I'll tell you this, if he basically forces his way out of Green Bay, I'm going to be the biggest I, biggest anti-Aaron Rodgers fan, and I will root against them every day of the week. I will root against them in practice. I will root against them because he knows. He knows where his bread is buttered, where he has the best opportunity to win. And I'll say this, wherever he goes, if indeed he ends up somewhere else, wherever he goes, he has to win a championship. Or he thinks the memes this year were bad. Oh, my God. He has to win. Has to. What if he retires? It will get ugly. If he retires, he retires. Then I respect him. Then he stood steadfast to his word where he said, hey, I'm thinking about it. I've thought about it. I'm at peace with it. Okay. Give him credit for it. You know, he knows he's made his money. He knows he's won four MVPs. He's done just about everything he possibly can do. And he might see the writing on the wall for the team and say, you know what? I really like Jordan. I want to let him go ahead and move on. I think if I retire, uh, I don't want to re- I, I Maybe he says, I don't want to play for another team. I'm a Packer at heart. I respect the hell out of that. If he retires, he retires. But if he forces his way out to think he's going to go to greener pastures somewhere else, unless it's a blockbuster deal that the Packers get in return, nah. No. No, because I, if it's about winning and trying to win somewhere else, you can win here. You're a hypocrite. If it's about the money, then you're really a hypocrite. But if, if all, after all of this, he wanted them to keep Bakhtiari. They kept him. He wanted them to keep Aaron Jones. They kept him. He thought they should pay Kenny Clark. They paid him. Everything he wanted, they basically done, and now you're going to walk away from these guys. After the team has basically given you more than the olive branch to extend their respect for your knowledge, they brought in Randall Cobb because that's your guy. That's who you wanted. You've got a great relationship with your head coach who basically acquiesces to you. I mean, what more do you want? They've done everything you've wanted them to do, and now you're going to walk away? No. No, no, no. I would I would, I would, would completely root against that. I would never root for injury. No, uh, Todd, I would never root for injury. No, would not do that. 
I would root for Father Time to grab him by the ankles. And if we want to go into the WWE, I would grab him by the ankles, suplexing into a six-foot banquet table, and then, uh, and then, you know, hitting through the fire ring or something in a cage match. That's what I would hope for for Father Time. Other than that, eh. Just see it come to an end and go, ah, okay, got what you wanted. And it went down in a dismal flame. 877-867-1670. Man, I'm fired up now. I'm all wound up. And I did just one that's that kind of day. Morning Bill Michael show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show glad to have you glad to have you bill michael show continues on there is uh, some scrappiness in the world of uh, the nba when it comes to uh Jokic and joel Embiid and company and Giannis being thrown into the mix you're looking at uh an mvp steph curry uh possibly getting some chris paul uh, there's so many different players right now that uh, could win an MVP. Uh, but Giannis is having a hell of a season. And the Milwaukee Bucks right now, in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to the overall standings right now, the Bucks are only a couple of games behind the Bulls, 36-23. and 23. Uh, They uh, are doing it with putting some new pieces together and such and uh, trying to pick up a couple of guys that are going to give them some defensive prowess. But to talk more about it, our buddy, Jim Ozarski from the Journal Sentinel joining us on the hotline. Jim, how you been, pal? I am good, and I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, so give me your thoughts right now on the season. It's funny because we talk all the time about, you know, kind of being in the moment and such, but the fact that the, the Bucks have kind of been a little bit off of the radar because of so much Rodgers talk, Packers talk, NFL talk and such, and now all of a sudden our focus comes back to the NBA, comes back to the Bucks, and oh yeah, by the way, they're on a quest to win another championship. We shouldn't be this arrogant, but we kind of are. We're looking at the regular season as just a regular season. Let's get to the postseason already, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, look, I mean, this this sort of the mindset that came about really uh, I'd say probably after that Eastern Conference Finals loss, it, it, you know, three three years ago, right, Bill? I mean, you know, a team that wins 60-plus games, blitzes the league, and sort of falls short of that expectation, well, that then that becomes the expectation. Keep winning a bunch in the regular season, that's what you expect, and then get to the playoffs. And then obviously when you cash it in, it, you you earn that benefit of the doubt, especially in the NBA. I think baseball, even if you're a defending champion, it, it, it's still such a grind to, to to get there that you don't really think you can breeze through a regular, you know, 162 games. But I think in basketball, that that exists. And you know, the Bucks. Look, Bill, you, you said they're just out of the Eastern Conference top spot two games. But here's the interesting thing: they're only two games out of the play-in tournament in the loss column. So. Mm-hmm. Like these games actually matter. Tonight's game against Philly matters in, in the tiebreaker, and, and that sprint, those final twenty games, the East is so compact that tiebreakers are going to matter in the division. Um, and, and so it's going to be really interesting. I think if you're a Bucks fan, just kind of 
coming out of football haze, as you said. There's no baseball, and these regular season games might actually matter down the stretch. They lost a couple of back-to-back, one to Phoenix, one to Portland. Portland, they didn't have Giannis, obviously, uh, and then they come back and they win in a big way. Giannis drops 50 against Indiana. You talked about Philadelphia coming up, Brooklyn coming up, Miami coming up, Chicago uh, on March 4th at Chicago, then back at the Pfizer Forum on the 22nd. You're right. They got a lot of big games and some nationally televised games coming up. TNT tonight, then ABC on the weekend. Uh, you've got ESPN, uh, what is it, two or three ESPN games, some ABC games. they they got a lot of nationally televised games. So tell me right now, Brooke Lopez not being there, getting Serge Ibaka, trying to put some pieces around Giannis to kind of give him just those extra little bit, that extra little oomph to get him over the top. Give me your thoughts on Ibaka right now and, and where that stands. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a, a good trade. I mean, I, I, I hesitate to say it's, you know, them trying to recreate the P.J. Tucker deal of a year ago, but it is along the same lines. I mean, Serge Ibaka is a plus defender with age and injury questions coming in. Last year, P.J. Sure. Tucker, we wondered, is that ankle good? You know, is, does he have anything left? And we found out clearly that he did. So I think Ibaka's in the same vein, except the difference being this year, Kevin Durant's still there. That, that Okay, he's a problem in and of himself, you know, should the Bucks get there. But, but, in this East, look, the Cavs beat them up. You know, the, the Bucks barely beat them at home. They lost to them in Cleveland. You know, all, both teams at full strength. Um, Joel Embiid is going to be a problem. You don't, even if Lopez is back for the playoffs, you don't want Giannis dealing with Embiid on a regular basis because that just invites foul trouble and him expending so much energy. So Embiid's a problem, right? Um, and, and, you know, Chicago, we'll see with Vucevic and, and whatnot, but I, I think it's you needed that big to help defend those guys, to help Giannis rebound, help Bobby Portis rebound. Um, so, so I think it's a good move. Um, I mean, we'll see, uh, obviously, that if he's got enough left in the tank to, to be that kind of defender and rebounder in the playoffs. So go back to the Brook Lopez comment. Is there a thought – a hope or an expectation for Brooke Lopez to be back come the postseason? I think it started out as a hope back in January. I believe that has turned into an expectation. Um, He's, you know, he hasn't been cleared to practice. I I think there's another checkup he has to have in order to get that clearance. Um, I don't know if that checkup is coming on their next West Coast trip here where they, they go to Sacramento, they go to the Bay Area, and maybe he could you know, shoot to, to L.A. to see his doctors again. Um, but, I mean, John Horace the other day, Bill, uh, said, you know, Brooks going to be back. And that was probably the most definitive statement we've heard from them because they've tried to hedge it a little bit, you know. So I think that's the expectation. Now, we still don't know when. And right. we don't know how many minutes and what that's going to mean. But look, but look, if he can play 10, 11 minutes, and then Serge can play 15 to 17, 15 to 18. That might be ideal because you've got guys who, you know, can kind of max out, right? Like that high leverage reliever, you know, bring him in. He can throw 100 for an inning, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and, right? And that's what he can give you. So maybe that's, that's the plan. And maybe on the best end of it, you know, Lopez plays the last two weeks of April and is in much better shape coming into the playoffs. 
What about DeAndre Bember? He comes in for uh, Pat Connaughton, who had the surgery on the finger, obviously, and, and they're hoping to get him back towards the end of the season. But uh, tell me about DeAndre Bembry and you, what you think he adds to the mix. Yeah, so right now, Bill, I think DeAndre Bembry is, is, a, is a big wing. He's got a 6'9 wingspan. Uh, really going to contribute defensively at this point, but I don't mean to discount what he could be in the playoff, but right now it's about, as you said with Connaughton, bridging the gap to the end of the season. They're, they're just running out of bodies here, Bill. I mean, right. Hill's been out since January with a neck injury, whatever that is. Pat Connaughton won't be back till the very end of the season. Wesley Matthews has had his variety of injuries here since he signed. They just need you know, they had a, a, a plethora of wings, right? And then they trade Rodney Hood and Dante, <laughs> and then and then Pat Connaughton gets hurt. I don't know if in the playoffs we'd see a whole lot of DeAndre Bembry. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be that kind of impact guy in the postseason, provided everyone's healthy. Like, I don't think he might crack that top nine, that top ten. Um, right. Yeah, but so that we'll see. That's TBD. I think for now, he's healthy. And he's going to, you know, he's made a, a, a 53% of his corner threes. He hasn't taken a ton, but he's made those shots this year. They're hoping that travels with him from Brooklyn. <laughs> and then he can finish around the rim. He's a dunker. He's a big guy. Uh, and so, you know, that, that, that part of the offense, Bill, that the Bucks have worked in this last two years with the guards cutting to the baseline, um, he actually can finish. You know, Grayson Allen's athletic. Drew Holiday, but but I think Bembry, if he's down there, he can he can flush it. The uh, give me your thoughts real quick on Grayson Allen because I know he's still listed as day to day. Yeah, uh, real quick, I, I doubt he'll play tonight. He's got he's dealing with this, this hip soreness. It's both hips, Bill. So I don't know what what that is. I don't know if he's had that in his history, but but getting him right coming back out of the All Star break will be important. Look, he's he's been a really good fit. You know, I think he's maybe surprised the team with the way he can defend some of his athleticism. You're going to need him feeling good going into the playoffs because uh, Bembry may not need to score. Abaka may not need to score. There's going to be time, Bill, in the playoffs where Grayson Allen's going to have to give you 15 points, right? Or, or mm-hmm. not, or give you nine, but they were big, you know, big baskets late. So they're going to need him to be healthy coming out of the break. Who are you going to play more, Abaka or Bobby Portis? Oh, I, I think uh, I think Bobby Portis has gotten to that point where where he's even if and when Brook Lopez comes back and maybe he quote unquote starts Port. I mean Portis, as we've said, he's going to have to be the guy um, that that plays that that secondary big role with Giannis. He's playing. He's, he's shooting it too well. He's playing too well. He's got what nineteen double doubles. Uh, there's that stretch. He's you know shooting forty seven percent from three. Bill. Um, I, I think he's played his way into those major minutes. Um, the uh, the schedule the rest of the way we talked about, there's some difficulty there. But give me your thoughts on this, because I keep saying, hey, if they just end up in the top two or three, that's all they care about. I don't. I, last year, we saw two years ago when they went for the best record and such, and, and they were plowing forward, and you thought, this is great. And then when you realize they got to the, this is the finish line, the finish line was a regular season, and they kind of ran out of gas, and they ended up getting beat. Last year, I, I think uh, what, what happened with Budenholzer was he got his guys back with about 10 games to go. He Because he, all season long, he was like a mad scientist, tinkering with rotations, tinkering with defenses, with who could handle what. And, and then he got to the, uh, the last portion of the season, the last 10 games, he got his guys back and healthy, and then he kind of honed it, and then they went on that run. 
this year, I get the same sense. Don't you? Like, it's just we get through the injuries. We start to get guys back. We're going to hopefully get them back with anywhere from five to ten games to go. We really kind of hit our stride, and then come the postseason, boom, we turn it on. Do you get that sense? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I think the one thing to be a li- that's a little different this year, Bill. So last year, the seeding, look, they, you didn't want to play Brooklyn and Philly back-to-back, right? Right. That's what would have happened if Atlanta didn't upset Philly and the Ben Simmons collapse and all that stuff. The East is so good this year, Bill. Right now, you know, Brooklyn's the eighth seed. Kevin Durant's coming back. They were the one seed when he was playing. I mean, if you're the one, do you want to play Brooklyn? You might say, oh, that's, that's maybe not. But if you're the three in Brooklyn, which, that's the problem here is I don't know if you can play the seeding game. So to your point, I think if you're the Bucks, it's about starting to peak, as you said, like a year ago. Whether that means you're one, two, or three, or whether that means Brooklyn's down at seven or eight or whatever, and, and, or somehow, right? You know, Embiid and Giannis have both missed about a dozen games each. Right, so who's right. to say either of them won't miss more going forward? So somehow you get a weird three-six, right? I think, Bill, you're right. It's about this team peaking with themselves, Pat being healthy and finding that shooting rhythm with a broken finger in his right hand, right, that just healed. And Brooke Lopez getting on the court, and then you just kind of deal with it, right? Because if if you're going to go to the finals again, you're going to have to beat those teams anyway, right? So it's about, yeah, I think you're right, just getting themselves right at the end of this year. The biggest threat to the Bucs in the East is who? Oh wow, uh, man! The Kyrie thing is just such a such a mess. I I mean, I, I think if if the Bucks have home court, <laughs> you'd think that's a good thing, but that means you maybe see Kyrie right four times. Um, and let's not pretend that his injury wasn't a big deal last year in the playoffs. So I wouldn't want to see Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, that'd be the one still for me, Bill, because I think Cleveland, even though they added Karis LeVert, they might push the Bucks to six or seven games. I mean, they play a style that, that is physical and daunting, and they're going to want it. But I think the Bucks are better. I think the Bucks are better than Philadelphia. Even with James Harden, there's Drew Holiday out there. Like, that's Drew's mission is James Harden. And I, I feel right. good about that if I'm the Bucks. And then you've got Ibaka, Lopez, you know, and, and Giannis to handle Embiid. Um, I, I think the Bucks can beat Philly in six or seven as well. Brooklyn's a scary one to me uh, just because of what Durant, what we've seen him do <laughs> last year, what we saw him do last year. Sure. What we've seen him do. And then Kyrie and, and, and a healthy Benson. Always good to talk to you, my friend. We enjoy it. And uh, as we start to uh, venture towards the postseason and further into the Bucks season, we'll touch base again, okay? All right, sounds good, Bill. Be, take Appreciate care. it, Jim. Talk to you soon. There you go. Jim Ozarski from the Journal Sentinel joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline, and uh, great to have him on board. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.